Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Social Circus. I am your host, Sarah Thompson, and today I am delighted to be joined by the owner of Virtual Elves, Christy Smith. Now, Christy founded Virtual Elves quite a while ago and has worked with loads of business owners, including myself, um, to develop the strategies, methods, and tools for effective outsourcing. She shows them how to outsource. They can scale, grow, and be profitable. She's known for her ability to see how businesses can operate in a more efficient way way and walking business owners through the process. She uses her own business growth, mistakes and lessons learned to give her hands-on practical strategies that can be implemented immediately. So she started Virtual Elves in 2009, so a wee while ago, and it was just her at the helm and she now boasts an international team of over 50 virtual assistants, graphic designers, web developers and other assorted contractors. So welcome, Christy, to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So, Christy, I love starting off by asking people, how did your journey into entrepreneurship and being self-employed get started? Uh, You know, probably similar to most people, it comes from an epiphany of uh, either not loving what you're doing or realising that you needed more time to do things that you wanted to do more of. So for me, uh, I had just finished working in a really um, busy uh, environment in hospitals. I was the front office manager of a big hospital in Sydney um, that demanded a lot of my time. And I just had children. So I had two children under the age of five. And one of them was about to start going to school. And I just realized that I just couldn't be who I needed to be in that corporate environment and also be the mother that I wanted to be. And I'd taken on a maternity leave role um, working in a medical communications office for a little while, thinking that might have been good. But I ended up sitting there in the office behind that desk eight hours a day waiting for one parcel delivery a day and twiddling my thumbs with nothing to do. So, (laughs) yeah, I realized that it was a real waste of resources. It was a waste of my time. And what could I use my skills with that enabled me to be at home more and actually start doing things from home so that I could be with the kids more? And that's kind of how the concept started. And I stumbled across virtual assistants while reading something um, about a UK a UK-based virtual assistant, I thought, oh, that sounds a bit like me. I could do that. And off I went. Oh, I see. You started out virtual elves and you were were the virtual assistant. I was the virtual assistant uh, in the very beginning, helping a couple of friends. I got to sort of working 20 hours a week doing that and realised very quickly within the first sort of six months that I couldn't do it all on my own if I wanted to maintain that level of work, you know, spending time with my kids. So mm-hmm. that's when I started to investigate what would it look like if I wasn't always the one doing the work, but I was able to get some support in doing that. And then I hired my Amazing. first BA. Wow. So, um, cause I obviously, um, use virtual elves and I have a wonderful virtual assistant Hazel that I found through you, um, through you guys, but yeah. you must've been really groundbreaking back in 2009 because virtual assistants weren't yeah. like what they are now. No. And it's really interesting because, um, I remember going to, uh, a networking event when I first decided that's what I wanted to do. And, 
I I walked in there, I had my business cards all done and they gave me a hot seat and I stood up there telling them what a virtual assistant was and what I did and everyone was like, what is this thing called a virtual (laughs) assistant? And it was groundbreaking and I reckon that night I walked out with eight new clients because people didn't quite understand the concept and when I was able to explain it to them, they were like, wow. So I think there were only two Australian companies at that time that were... um, that had virtual assistant businesses that were offshoring to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Um, And we started using one of them to source our VAs to support us in in the first six months and then we branched out on on our own. So, yeah, it was very, very unique in, um, in helping people understand that they could get help that wasn't actually sitting beside them. Oh, and... It is, it's funny because I have grown my team, I have a virtual team and I don't have any employees um, or my husband and I are technically employees, but we're the business owners as well. But I love having virtual assistance and virtual support. And I have to be honest and say, I'm not sure if I would ever go to employees because I have had that previously and it's very demanding and it's a different level of running your business. And I know to grow, people think, oh, I will always have to have employees eventually. I'm like, I'm not convinced by that and I I love I love VAs and I love that help and support but for a lot of people they still haven't explored that have they because they're sitting there doing all the things aren't they yeah and I think that's it I think it it takes a lot of self-reflection I think to really get back to understanding what your why again so why did you start your business in the first place why did you want to get into business what were you trying to achieve out of that because when you really tap into that and connect with that it helps you understand that you can't do everything yourself and why you started your business wasn't to do everything right it wasn't absolutely you, you physically can't do everything your marketing your sales your you know admin getting out on stage if that's what you do doing your podcast you can't do everything right and your example of that you know you've got people that will edit the podcast will will do the social marketing will do the the admin relating to booking people in and so on you know I think when you lose track of your why is when you take it all on and think think that that's okay and don't look at those options as a viable resource. Absolutely. And what you do find is that eventually you actually can't grow. You cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy's doggy's just jumped in. There Sorry, he's just jumped on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't apologize. We're all for, we're all for um, being working at home and having our lovely pets around. Yeah. So um, I'm just lucky that mine are behaving under my desk at the moment. So yes. um, please don't apologize. We love, we love, we love our yes. favorite co-workers, our fairy co-workers. <laughs> so when you're trying to grow your business, it, it often feels like a really, um, hard point as to go I need to outsource and therefore I need to find money to do that but do I have enough Mm. money to do that and I think most of us leave that too late we do and I think that comes down to there's so much noise out in the marketplace about what it typically should look like in hiring Mm. a VA and a lot of that says 20 hours a week minimum, you're locked into a contract period. It's really hard because they don't communicate well, their English isn't good, they're, you know, whatever it may be, if you're looking offshore, 
onshore, it might be it's really hard to manage people when you don't have them next to you, so on, right? But the reality is that if you just took a step back and forgot about all of that and said, what do I need? What What is it that I actually need to have done here? And then say to yourself, what resources are available potentially that could help me get that done? Because we shut ourselves off to what's possible mm. when we listen to all of that and say, well, I possibly couldn't have a VA because I don't have 20 hours worth of work to give them. Well, that's not the norm, right? Mm. The yes. norm isn't that. So if you said, I just need somebody probably only for five hours a week to do some social media scheduling and that would get so much off my plate, once you've identified that, you then go and find the resource that allows you to, to do that right? Yeah. So it's scary. There's no doubt. If you don't have good referrals or you don't know where to go to ask for the right people, then it's a big marketplace. And so I understand why people fear taking that leap. Yes. However, if you can just talk to the right people, listen to more podcasts like this, where there's people that are using those VAs that can recommend good, good services for you, you can try it, you know, because mm. If you try it with just a very small piece of something that if it fails, it's not going to be groundbreaking, right? Yes. Just try. You know, it's that sense of curiosity and adventure of, oh, what if it worked? What if that worked for me? Maybe I'll try it. I might spend $50 and I might lose $50, but the reality is it may be fantastic and I can then get them doing other stuff for me. Such a good attitude and a mindset to think I'm just going to dip my toe in and try it. And mm. I have to be honest, when I came to you, Christy, I had used an overseas VA company before and I hadn't had a good experience. And I'm embarrassed to admit this now. I stayed with them because I felt like it wasn't very expensive. And I was like, oh, maybe I have really high expectations as to what I should be getting. And so therefore, you know, I just kind of hung in there. And when I started working with you and your team, from the minute we had our first contact, it was a different experience. Your onboarding process, your kind of your inquiry process, when you fill out that contact form about what do I think I need, I instantly felt like, oh, this is going to be great. And to be fair, it, it absolutely has. But I'm, I'm imagining that's something you grew into as a business, though. <laughs> Oh yeah, that didn't that didn't start off that way. Obviously, yes. you know, I think I've been in business for only fifteen years, and so it's it's a lot of you know reiterations, basic a lot of iterations, basically changing the way that that we do things. And I think you know I'm lucky in that I've got that hindsight of what I've seen working and not working in our industry. And one of the things that I noticed is that people don't know how to get started. They don't know how to do these things on their own. You know, if I was to say to you, go and find um, directly a VA in the Philippines, oh, my God, like it's a massive marketplace that is as scary as anything. So for me it was really important that we had this hand-holding type uh, of an agency that really guided people through the process of thinking first about what they want and then because that then helps us really clearly match them with the right person that's going to give them what they want right yes. it's a matchmaking you know it's it that's that's all we do we're a matchmaking agency because you know there's so many resources out there we could give you anybody right but Absolutely. it only works if we give you the right person 
So definitely. Yeah. And I have to say, cause I've had such a, I'm such a big fan of you and your team and of my VA Hazel. I think a lot of us have this worry about using overseas VAs and exploiting overseas workers. And I'd love for you to address yeah. that. Thanks. That's actually really timely because um, I put a post up on my social media uh, on Monday that basically, you know, talked about it. And I had this really vitriolic post person post on it saying, you know, um, exploiting uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines for peanuts and, you know, taking away the jobs from our workers here in Australia. You're the reason why this country has gone to, you know, hell basically wow a lot of I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah but I get that a lot and I think being an early adopter um you know that was something that I had to navigate very early in the piece because no one really liked me taking taking this stance and supporting Philippine-based workers as opposed to Australian and mind you I have to say for five to ten years of my business, I did support Australian virtual assistants. We we mainly had Australian virtual assistants. But what we found was that it became it didn't become economical for a business owner to have somebody for the hours that they really needed them to make a real difference in their business. Yes. And so cost effectiveness, rising, you know, inflation, all of those things really support us using the resources that we have in the Philippines. And I tell you, these girls and boys are just incredible. Some of them, I would say, are more highly qualified than a lot of the resources that I've used in Australia. Mm -hmm. But you're using them for different things, right? So I always say there's three different levels. You've got your expert level where you're throwing a project out or a specifically um, specialised task to somebody that you need someone really specialised. It could be a web design. It could be something that you really need them to do. And you'd probably trust an Australian-based person to do that for you that is specialised and it's specific, whereas a local VA, they also are incredibly skilled for various things when it's location-based tasks, meetings, you know, those sorts of things that you need somebody to understand um, the geography of where you are particularly. Mm. What I find our virtual assistants um, offshore do really, really well, and some of them are specialised as well, but what I find they do well is they're your process-driven um applications so the things that are really easy to create a process out of so it could be your social media marketing it could be your email marketing it could be you know editing um podcast editing it could be um accounting finance type driven tasks something that is very easy for you to create a process out of and show somebody teach somebody how to do is where i find that's best resource it's like having um Someone said to me the other day, oh, yeah, I use interns and um, and junior, you know, junior yes. people in my business. Well, you could use virtual assistants in the same way that are almost that little level above that, right, yes. to yes. support the business. And it's interesting hearing you talk about it like that, Christy, because I know with Hazel, um, we definitely do a lot of process-driven tasks, but I find her, and I guess it's it's our growth in our relationship, um, that she's very creative and she enjoys creative tasks yeah. and so I allow her to go into Canva and I give her some guidance to say this is what we need to happen so with my podcast she does the post for that she creates the reel and she creates the social media post and she actually writes the post because her English is phenomenal yeah. and um, 
it took me a while to have that level of trust and comfort. But now when I see it go off, I have this moment of like, oh, that looks so good. And I always feel like it it feels really lovely to give people power in your business. And I've um, it took me a long time to let go of control and to yeah. do that. And it feels really nice to see other people um, nobody does it how I do it, but that doesn't mean that it's not correct. And I'm I'm not a perfectionist or control freak, so that doesn't bother me. And I often love seeing it thinking, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. And I actually love seeing different creative energy in my business. Yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah, I love that too. And, you know, the one thing, um, just coming back to sort of that post that I did yesterday and the comment mm-hmm. that I got and my response to that, my response has always been that, philanthropically I feel so much better that I'm affecting three communities so this isn't just you know me giving money back to Australia right Mm -hmm. and me putting money because just the pure fact that I'm supporting Australian businesses is already putting money back into the economy because these businesses are able to succeed and thrive and not go bust because they've got resources that are helping them grow that they can afford, right? So it helps their bottom line. It helps Australia in in the long run. But on top of that, I'm also making money for me as a business that I put back into the communities, not not to mention, you know, the virtual assistants that we're supporting, Mm. but we do outreach into the communities that then support those communities to improve and grow And also the other thing is we're lifting the standards of what's expected, right, in the Philippines. We're not exploiting. We're paying them well and truly over and above what they would get paid normally if they were working for a Philippine-based or American-based company in the Philippines, right? So I feel like, I feel really proud that my business, we've got 50 staff, but it's all their families and extended families and people that benefit from the fact that we're giving them fantastic clients that enable them to work with us. Mm. And, you know, I'm going to have a little goosebumps when I hear that because it comes through. You can see in when in your interactions that they're very happy and that they enjoy the work. And um, I'm going to just talk back to, because you sent an email a little bit, a little while ago, because there was some unrest in the Philippines and you talked about disruption to our service. And so you give us that extra support. And in that email, I really... Um, it actually really touched a chord for me because it talks about the fact that because these mostly women work at home, that they're able to continue earning a living when public transport has been unreliable and other people would not be able to go to work. And so you're actually su- supporting them in a sustainable income way, which felt, hmm. I read that email, felt really good about it. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. That's really good to know. And actually one of the things that we've just done um, this year, which is really exciting for us, is we've partnered with um, STI Colleges in the Philippines who have 63 colleges throughout um, throughout the Philippines as well as the National University of Manila. We've partnered with them to actually produce education to their graduates um, around what uh, a work from home career looks like. So yeah, they've never, um, University of the Philippines has never had an Australian company um, provide, uh, international company provide that kind of education to their graduates. So we're really at the forefront of making sure that people in the qualified graduates in the Philippines understand that work from home is actually a career. And, you know, I'm excited to know that we've started that off 15 years ago to support people to do that. It's brilliant. 
That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And a couple of other things you do, because you um obviously you keep amazing contact with us as your clients. So I always feel like I'm a virtual elves client and I always feel very cared and nurtured for. And, and one of the things I really liked was at Christmas, you go over there, don't you? And you see your team. Not always, but um, you, COVID you, yeah, kind obviously. of threw a spanner in that, obviously. But last year I did. And so it'll be a year on, year off <clears throat> situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was amazing last year because I hadn't seen them for four years. And we went over and we got as many of them together because they all scattered everywhere. So it is a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. But we had 30 of the girls um, meet us at Enchanted Kingdom have a fun day out with the family and we paid for them to come and enjoy themselves and have dinners but you know it's it's not even funnily enough Sarah for me someone said to me the other day oh you must be over in the Philippines all the time and I said actually no I've been three times in 15 years and that's because we have such a great online culture Mm. and you know my team is run by Filipinos and so they keep the culture alive. We have, you know, a lot of the the staff, they've got their little mini gatherings where they catch up with the people in their local areas. You know, so they've got connection. We have monthly meetings, all of these things that keep us well connected. And, you know, I think as much as I'd love to be there every year, I, I actually don't need to be, you know. In no. some ways it's better than I'm not because whilst they love seeing me, the build-up to it is incredible. They're not used to seeing me, so it's really fun when I am there. And you're, you're honouring what you believe in, and that's having a remote team. So you've yep. built that and you and you can say very clearly, I, I've created this and you can create this, which I think is very inspiring for us as business owners when we look at you and when we have your interactions with your business, you're like, she's making this work so well. This is so going to work for me. That's how I felt when I got onboarded. I'm like, look how good these systems are. Look how good her team is. is. So it was yeah. very exciting to be part of that. And I love that you walk your talk in that respect. So um, I guess a question we should, I, I just want to wrap up before we wrap up and just ask, what's the kind of highest demand that you're getting asked for now in terms of skills for your overseas VAs? What are people looking for? Yeah, I think it's... Um it's a toss up between two so it's executive assistance so mm-hmm. that sort of higher level executive assistant that is able to manage you know perhaps a business coach or manage someone who has a lot of scheduling to do in their calendars or a lot of client meetings and things that need to be looked after and admin that goes with that presentations and so on or it's the social media digital marketing so that social media digital marketing I think coming out of COVID that kind of skyrocketed Um, we went from 15 VAs to 50 within a year and a half So we recognize that there are a lot of businesses who really aren't um, consistent with their marketing enough that, you know, they they just don't want to do it themselves, which, you know, I agree with because I don't do mine either. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, the social media marketing. So it could be um, the writing, creating the, the graphics in Canva, um, looking for opportunities, getting onto LinkedIn and helping with um, nurturing or with lead generation, those sorts of activities, um, a lot of design and graphic. Canva, you know, as you know, Canva makes it so easy 
I watched your Canva, <laughs> your Canva uh, little mini course. Um, but Canva makes things so easy for anyone with a little bit of design knowledge to get in, jump in and actually support a business with. So social media marketing, you could get someone for five hours a week that basically creates all of your social media. You can approve it. Once it's approved, they can schedule it all. They can be there, let you know of any comments that you should be following up on, but just... Like you said, you know, with Hazel's English, their English is generally so good that there's only a few small little tweaks that you need to make to any content that they produce. And um, I don't even make any because um, her English is beautiful, but she just mm. doesn't speak how I speak, but nobody speaks how I speak. And I don't mind that because um, I want the job done. And so that's one of the things yeah. that I've definitely had to learn is letting go. And I think that's where a lot of us will struggle. And it's so good mm. to have this conversation because I think if we can learn that our business, I know that having my team, my virtual team has allowed my business to flourish and it has yeah. allowed me to become the face of my business and to do this stuff, which I love and not worry about all the other things. So exactly. Um, <laughs> You're living in your why. <laughs> yes. And, and doing the things that light me up, which make me really excited. So today I'm batching out all these podcast episodes and I just get to have all these gorgeous conversations. And I was just having yeah. lunch with my husband before and I was like, I feel like I'm living the dream. This is what I want to do. I yeah. have beautiful conversations with amazing business women. And yeah. um, what's not great about that? <laughs> It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And that, again, you know, Sarah, is beautiful because it, again, is coming back to your why. This is the stuff that lights you up and gives you joy. And the more you can do that, the more you can reach the businesses that need the support you can provide, right? Whereas yes. if you're sitting in the background trying to put social media posts together, doing your admin, doing your accounting, whatever, and you're not up front doing you know, people need to hear you and see you, yes. then, you know, you're going to have years of being resentful about why you're actually running the business in the first place. And that is not why you started it. So no. it's just that little <laughs> tweak of going, all right, I need to be courageous and I need to be a little bit adventurous. And I need to think of that number one, just one thing that perhaps would make a difference if I could get someone else to do it. And I need to call Christy and just say, where do I start? You know, yes. <laughs> and I may not be the resource, but at least I can guide you towards the best resource because I'm an educator at heart and I just want people to find what works for them, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, yes, I've got a business that that talks to people about virtual assistants and I've got those resources. But for me, it's more about seeing women particularly, and I know you're the same, succeed in business and thrive in business that's why Absolutely. that's my why it's not about running a a business that provides virtual assistance it's about helping people succeed absolutely oh I love that yeah I'm gonna actually wrap us up on that note Christy because that was a beautiful <laughs> Thanks, transition and I would for all of my listeners out there Christy has just given you an invitation to have a conversation with her I would encourage you all of the links will be in the show notes, particularly to her website. You can fill out an inquiry form there. You can have a chat to Christy and go, well, I'm scared or this is what I'm doing or I'm overwhelmed. I'm a good chance to hear that. And see if this is going to work for you because I've absolutely loved working with the Virtual Elves team and I love having them as part of my business and my growth. Um, so thank you, Christy, for sharing your wonderful wisdom and generously giving your time to my listeners. I truly appreciate it. It's my absolute pleasure, Sarah, anytime. Thanks again. Thank you. And thank you to all my listeners for tuning in and I'll catch you the same time next week on The Social Circus.
Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.